Today's guest is an award-winning entrepreneur, a writer, world's leading Amazon industry expert and filmmaker. He's the CEO and chairman of Accelerated Intelligence. How are you doing today, Shannon? Toby, honored to be on with you, my Nigerian brother. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Mirror Talk Podcast. Um, I was just listening to the first couple of audio podcast episode of your um, book called Billions. And um, I was so blown away by what I, what I heard from the um, two episodes. Can you tell me about that time of your life? Uh, you know, being born in Iran, living home at 15, dropping out of high school in 1990 and also starting about ecstasy. Yeah, that's right. So I started when I was super young, right? We, we were immigrants from Iran, refugees. So we had to go to Germany and then came to the United States and we came to the United States and, you know, in Iran, I was like, man, I'm top of the heap. I was five years old. I was like, this is great. And then we come here to the United States after, you know, brief stints in Germany and all of a sudden it was like, whoa, I'm a foreigner. I, you know, you start to realize that you're a refugee. Mm. So I realized pretty quickly that I would have to build uh, a life uh, at a much more rapid pace than other kids. So by the time I was 13, I think I'd already read over 100 books. I'd read things like Think and Grow Rich, Ogmandino, The Greatest Salesman. I was fascinated by Bruce Lee because he was a real underdog in those days. So when you watched his videos, you saw Bruce Lee and, you know, he would always be standing up for himself despite any type of injustice that was, that was thrown upon him. And he was just a badass. So I decided that I, I really wanted to be like Bruce Lee, but in business. And also martial arts. Every, every boy wanted to be like Bruce Lee. I'm sure you had some experiences with that too at yeah. that time. And, you know, by the time I was 15, 16, roughly around there, um, things were not going the direction that I wanted it to. You know, we were grown up in a enclave of Los Angeles that was fairly wealthy. My parents were solid, lower middle class, and I wanted to be successful, be wealthy. I saw it all around me. You know, the other kids were going to restaurants and, you know, the parents had Mercedes and they were, they were very uh, living lives of luxury. And I had more or less never been to a, to a fancy restaurant my entire life. Hmm. And, you know, my mom would cook for us. My dad would work every day at a dry cleaners. And that, that, was, our, that was our lives. And I, I knew that I had to do better. So I left home. At a very young age, you know, uh, roughly around 15, 16 years old, I left home and I fell into the electronic music scene, which was popping at that time. Raves, clubs, EDM was just really heating up. And I, I basically was sleeping on the beach, you know, on the occasional couch when somebody would let me uh, in the backseat of old abandoned cars, you know, anywhere where I could, abandoned buildings, whatever. And at night, I would go to these clubs, these parties, these underground raves. And when I would go to these events, um, it was great for me, Toby, you know, because I'd get a little opportunity to sleep behind the speakers, kind of that droning music, you know, gave me a chance to, you know, to sleep, believe it or not. You know, it's usually not the most comfortable thing, sleeping in the back of cars and whatnot. But then I realized that the people who were throwing the clubs Toby yes. were making 
no money. Sometimes they would be making negative money. They'd be losing thousands of dollars. Hmm. The DJs and the people there, they weren't making money. And this wasn't really an alcohol scene. So the bar wasn't making money, but these clubs went on. How were they making money? Can you guess, Toby? Selling drugs. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so the drug dealers would even pay the club owners to just keep the doors open because they had distribution. So I saw this and I thought it was interesting. I thought to myself, well, I don't really want to be a, a event producer, which I tried for a minute. And I don't really want to, you know, own the property that's doing this, but I want to make the big money. Well, drugs are illegal and you could, for that very reason, go to jail. I did not want to go to jail. I'm pretty sure I would not do well in jail. So I thought to myself, well, there might be a way to do this. And just at that time, a way to do this that's legal, just at that time, the supply of ecstasy had gone down completely. There was no, it was a very complicated drug to produce and there was no more ecstasy out there on the market. So what did I do? I decided no money sleeping in the back of a car that I was going to create a version of ecstasy that's legal, that's safe using natural herbs. And I was going to get it out there on the market. And I remember writing down these affirmations, writing down my goals. I didn't have a place to live. So I would tape them to the trunk of a car or I would put them right by my friend's couch if they let me crash on the couch. And I would wake up in the morning and I would look and I would read and repeat and repeat and repeat the things that I wanted to achieve. And so long story short, um, I managed to convince, um, you know, an herbalist in Chinatown to help me put together the herbs and they did and they gave me the herbs and, you know, it started out being these goo filled packets. And I remember we finally got them into these pellets. So they looked like pills. I was like, we're ready to go. Went to the club, one of the biggest drug dealers there, he was out of supply. And I, I, you know, was like nervous and shaking. I had a backpack and I walked up to him and I said, hey, man, you know, why don't you sell herbal ecstasy? And he said, what? The, what, what, what is that? And I said, trust me. He said, I'm not going to sell that crap. What do you mean? And I said, no, no, no. What do you have? What choice do you have? He said, oh, well, he was like, you're kind of right. He's like, all right, well, give it to me. Let me see what happens. I gave him the bag filled with pills. You know, I packed it all night long myself by hand. And he came back in about an hour, completely sold out. And I looked around the club. If you can imagine the music's going on, the lights are everywhere. And everyone's looking at me with their thumbs up. Like it was the greatest thing they've ever had. And he said, we're in business. And so what I did was I used this underutilized system of distribution that everybody else had forgotten about because they were like, oh, they're drug dealers, illegal, whatever. And I got them to sell herbal ecstasy through the rave scene, through the music scene. And it started with one guy and it went to 10 guys and 100 guys and 1,000 guys and 10,000 guys. And we got into every major store in the United States. We were selling in 7-Eleven, GNCs. We were selling at Urban Outfitters, Warehouse Records. All the record stores were selling it. We saved a lot of independent record stores from going out of business just because the record industry had tanked at some stage with Napster and all the stuff that was going on. They didn't know what to do. So they started selling our pills and we saved them. Independent bookstores were selling our stuff. We were selling millions of pills. And then I wake up one morning and I'm, you know, roughly around 18 years old 
and I go into my office and I get the news that we broke a billion dollars in revenue. How does, how does a billion feel like to you at that moment? Yeah, it's interesting. So I write about this in my book, Billion, and, you know, naturally in my podcast, Billion, that, you know, any of your listeners, if they want to, they can hear the, the full story there. Mm. But, you know, when you're that young and have no formal education, all the education I had was from books that I read. Mm. All the education that I had, you know, there was no internet, not really back then, not like it is now. Mm. So... I was self-educated. And to be honest with you, my greatest concern at that time was that I was going to be on the news, which I was every single day I was on the news, but I was going to be on the news and somebody was going to ask me how much a billion dollars is. And the amazing fact is I had no idea how much a billion dollars was. I, I heard the term, but I didn't know. So there was a moment of relaxation that came when I was like, oh, they don't want to ask me about that. They want to ask me about this long-haired teenage kid that's running a billion-dollar-plus empire. And how, how could you handle all that money and power that came at a very young age? Um, so it's always difficult to have money and power at a young age. I don't care what anybody says. All these artists that you see that are successful at a very young age, all of these uh, musicians, all of these people who who do make money at a ver very early age. I mean, it's hard at a, at a at a even older age, even when you're fully grown, it's difficult to manage. A, because you don't know if the people who are around you like you for you or they like you for your money. Yeah. B, there's two parts to making money, Toby. And I tell this to everybody. Do you know what those two parts are? You have to work for the money, I guess, <laughs> is the first part. So the two parts to making money are making it yeah. and keeping it. Mm. And historically, people that are young, even athletes, very good at making it, right? Because they get the top of their field. They do what they're doing. That's, that's the best. They achieve that level of success. But where they fail is keeping it. Mm. And as I'm getting older, one of the things that I've refined is that you need to have different pillars in order to build a foundation for you to have financial stability and security. And that's one of the reasons why we teach people how to do Amazon. I teach hundreds of people within my course how you can build an Amazon business and use that to create recurring, predictable revenue month after month after month. But that's not it. That's not enough. In this day and age, everybody should have an e-commerce store. Everybody should have an Amazon business. But on top of that, what you need to do is you need to be diversified into real estate. You need to be diversified into the stock market. And maybe you need to have a job like you do, like you were telling me you're an engineer um, in, uh, in, in energy. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to diversify. That way, there's no morning where you wake up and your whole world is devastated. It mm. won't happen. You wake up one morning, the stock market is down. No problem. You have your Amazon business. Mm. And anybody can start an Amazon business now. It's one of the beauties of what Jeff Bezos has done. And mm. one of the reasons why he's the richest man in the world right now is because he's built a company not just for himself to be successful, but he's brought up millions of people with his own wealth and success, which is 
another of the key factors of if you are making success, if me and you are doing something and we are successful, we can only reach a certain level of success. If we share what we do with other people, Toby, and we bring them up with us in what we do, then that's a whole nother level of success. And that's the reason why people like Bezos, people like Elon Musk are successful. When you look around them, you look at what they do, these guys, and, and Steve Jobs, these guys build industries. They create businesses where they bring other people up. And it's that sharing, that ability to not just think about yourself, but others that creates sort of this collective mastermind that multiplies the level of success that you can achieve. Yes, yes, and th thanks for already mentioning um, your your Amazon course, your master your master course that you do. Can you tell us more about it and how it helps people? Um, you know, if I want to sign up for the um, Amazon mastery course, for example, um, how does it help me to you know create predictable recurring revenue without selling out my hours or, or without you know having to struggle too much? Yeah, well, you know, a, a good friend of mine. Uh, a writer who wrote this book called The Trick to Money is Having Some. This guy, Stuart Wilde, he was a, a friend and a teacher of mine, used to always tell us that life was never meant to be a struggle. And he would often say, you know, the guy that said that money is the root of all evil didn't have any. And that was his opening lines a lot of the times when he talked to crowds. And I thought that was always very amusing. But the fact is that you have to have multiple streams of income, MSIs. One of the best streams of income that you can have right now, particularly at a time when the real estate market is super high, the stock market is an ultimate bubble, mm. is to look at building one of those other pillars. And that pillar should be an e-commerce business. And the best place to build an e-commerce business is on Amazon. And, and back to giving back, you know, Toby, I'm at a place in my life where I'm financially free, um, I'm had great success throughout my life. So I'm doing very well. I don't need to do this, but I do this in order to be able to empower others to succeed the way that I have. So what we decided to do, you know, sometime in 2008, 2009 is Bezos opened up Amazon to third party sellers, meaning you and me and anybody else out there could now sell anything that they wanted to within reason on the Amazon platform. So at the time, I had a brain supplement, a nootropic, a, a supplement that you use for memory, focus, recall, all those things. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, let me put it up on the Amazon website and see what happens. So I put it up. It was a high price item, a high ticket item. It was about $120 uh, per box. It was a really designer nootropic, one of the best. We still have it today. And I woke up in the morning with thousands of orders. I had no idea. Wow. It was unbelievable. And that's when I realized the power of Amazon. One of the things that we teach our students, that we teach all the people who are part of Amazon Mastery, and one of the most important things is that you have to start with distribution. The biggest mistake that 
early stage entrepreneurs make is that they think that they have a brilliant product. They think, hey, I've got the super smart product. And the, the second I take it to market, the world is going to run and bang down my door and people are going to be throwing money at me. It's going to be great. Me and you, Toby, are going to be on a yacht. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Bikini girls everywhere. This is going to be the best thing ever. And then reality hits. And they realized that the market never needed what they were going to sell in the first place. And soon their dreams are crushed. How do you get around this, Toby? The answer is what you do is you start with distribution. That is the key. I often say the riches are in the niches, which is part of our system, our algorithm for discovering and finding Amazon products. And we teach that in the course. Not enough time on today's call to go through that, but we could do it on a, on a call another day. But once you've selected a product, you make sure that the product you selected isn't because it's better, isn't because you like that product, isn't because you think the market will do better with it. It's because it's what the market needs. The way to success, the way to riches on Amazon in e-commerce is finding what the market needs and then giving it that thing. So you start with distribution first. And on Amazon, one of the secrets, the key secrets to successful entrepreneurs on the Amazon platform is that they search through Amazon. They find vulnerabilities. They say, hey, the market really needs this thing, this garlic press, but all the companies that are selling it are only selling plastic ones and everybody wants metal ones. They're going to the store to buy metal ones. I'm going to sell a metal one. And now you found that the market already needs it. You feed the market what it needs and your life is easy breezy. And you just copy and paste. You repeat that. And we teach the algorithm, the language of how you do that. And once you learn how to do that, you know, I've got students that are making thousands of dollars a month. You know, we've got students and clients that are making anywhere from $5,000 a month in additional recurring revenue every single month, uh, all the way up until millions of dollars a month. And these, these numbers, they seem really like out there for somebody who's like working a nine to five job and going in there. But once you get into what that guy has built, you can see how it's possible for anyone to start an Amazon business and create the recurring predictable revenue streams uh, very easily over a very short period of time and have that be like a piece of real estate. And then when real estate comes down, when our real estate market comes down again, then you're going to take some money from the Amazon business and you put it in cash flow positive real estate. Once the cash flow positive real estate uh, you know, market goes up, then you take that money and you put some into the stock market and you become diversified. You build these pillars, Toby. And once you build these pillars, now you can build your house. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So what would you tell a listener who has listened so far? And it's so interested in, you know, starting a, um, a business or Amazon business. What would you tell that person to do when, when he, he, or, he or she is like saying, mm, okay, I'm interested, but I don't know what to do. I don't know what products to sell. Um, I don't want to deceive people. I don't want to sell trash to people. I don't want to, you know, how will I um, get my market or how will I convince people that this product is a good product, for example? Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, you never want to sell trash to people. So... The, the way forward for most people is to find a mentor, to find a trusted system that can be repeated. And that's what we teach over at Amazon Mastery. 
Um, I've got a, a free one hour course that, you know, just for your listeners, I'm happy to share with anybody. They can reach out to me on um, uh, email. Um, I can share my email with you in the course notes. Um, and also the website is fbasellercourse.com or my name, shaheenshan.com and just go to the course link. Um, I'm happy to do a free 15 minute consultation with any of your listeners if they want to. And I return every single email personally. I vet every single person personally for the course and to see if it works. And, uh, you know, like I said, for your listeners, we have a one hour Amazon mastery course. It's a crash course in one hour. You learn everything from how you find a product to how to get reviews to how to open your account, regardless of where in the world you are. And we teach you how to do that. And there's absolutely no charge. I'll share that with your, your listeners absolutely for free. Dear friend, you can grow your personal and business brand by creating a strong network through podcasting. Create real human connections, have the ability to share your story and interesting point of view. To get started, you can make use of the special offer for friends of this podcast, which is on kitcaster.com slash mirror. K-I-T-C-A-S-T-E-R dot C-O-M slash M-I-R-R-O-R. The link and further instruction or details will be found in the show notes for this episode. Thank you. Don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you listen to this on. Thank you. Oh, that, that's amazing. The link to this um, to your website will be placed in the show notes of this episode. So I encourage everyone to just click on it and uh, get across to, to you, to Shannon. Yeah, absolutely. They can go to fbasellercourse.com. Or they could reach out to me by email at any time. My email is ai at xlrl.net. So if you want to reach out to me by email or go to FBA Seller Course or shaheenshayan.com. I also uh, host a podcast called Billion, which I think is what you listen to. Yes. And I have a, a, a new one called Hack and Grow Rich, which is just me ranting on success concepts all day. And we have different guests on that show. And that's a really cool show because we really challenge the status quo of starting a business and selling online and creating these predictable revenue streams. Yes. I will also encourage everyone to listen to this um, new podcast of yours, the um, I Can Grow podcast. You talked about the riches in the niches. Um, it's also on that podcast. It's, a, it's an episode on that podcast. Yeah, I love that you did your homework. You know, you, you, my friend, have actually done more homework than some better established podcasts. It, it's, it's really been a pleasure talking to you, my friend. And I, I really appreciate the fact that, that you did that. And it's probably one of the reasons why you are going to be so successful. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. But I still have um, a lot of questions to ask you. Um, yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm just curious. I just want to know, you know, you're sleeping, you know, at the back of speakers at a very young age of 15, 16, and then, you know, earning, you know having zero dollar at that moment to earning your first million dollar. What would you say is the quickest path from moving from zero to one million dollars? So Andy Warhol, one of the most uh, prominent artists in the pop art scene, you know, he basically created the pop art scene. Mm. Um, back in that era, there was an artist called Basquiat. Basquiat is one of the highest selling artists in the world. His art goes for hundreds of millions of dollars. So he is one of the most valued artists of that time. He was a young guy in Brooklyn at the time of Andy Warhol. 
and he was basically a homeless guy. He was a, you know, he was a kid who was just like in between here and there, you know, sleeping on couches, wherever he could. And his art now sells for hundreds of millions of dollars. If you want to buy a Basquiat painting, you will be paying hundreds of millions of dollars. You might be able to get one for under 50 million or something like that, but a, a notable one, you're going to be paying a lot of money. He was not the best artist. It's arguable, right? His technique was very rudimentary. I mean, it's cool. His stuff's really cool. I love the way that it looks. But if you talk to art experts and art historians and curators, they will tell you that it's very raw and rough, but there are a lot of artists in that time who were far more skilled at art. So then you ask, well, how much do those artists art sell for? And they'll tell you a number of artists and you can buy their paintings for a few thousand dollars. Well, why, if their art is better, they're more skilled, they're better educated, that their art only sells for a few thousand dollars and Basquiat's art is selling for hundreds of millions of dollars. So there's a guy, Professor Barabasi, he wrote this book called The Success Formula. I strongly recommend it. And in his book, he researched what makes people successful. What is this thing we call success? And is there an algorithm to it that you can repeat? And what he discovered was really interesting. And he uses Basquiat as an example. What was interesting is that there are two metrics, two factors that we can put across all levels of success and see why those people are successful. And in almost every case, these two things play a factor. You want to guess what they are? Please tell me. Please tell me. <laughs> so the first one is okay. performance, like you said. And performance can be, can you run faster, jump higher, uh, create a, a higher quality piece of art, a better movie? Uh, can you sing really well? Is your voice like Adele? But in the absence of performance, or when performance is subjective, like in something like uh, art, painting, right? It's subjective. You, you look at a Jackson Pollock and you say, oh, that's just, you know, somebody spilling paint on a thing, on a canvas. Somebody else looks at it and goes, oh, my God, this is the most brilliant thing I've ever seen. So performance is in factor. It is just network. And he realized that. Basquiat realized that. So at a very young age, he had hustle. And he went out there on the street and he threw postcards on the table in front of Andy Warhol and said, look at me, look at me, look at me, until Andy Warhol gave him attention. And then he got part of Andy Warhol's crowd. He built his network out that way. And through his network, he created some of the most important art of our era. So, so back to that, back to your question. Now, how do you get from zero to a million? In the, what's the quickest way to do that? The answer is the fastest way to do it is to build your network. Go work for somebody who's made a million, who's made 10 million, who's made 100 million. Go work for an Elon Musk or a Jeff Bezos or you know one of these guys. And eventually you will build that network out to the point where you can do that. Another reason why building a network is important is because it helps you amplify whatever project, whatever effort that you have that you want to do. So if you're a guy who's, you know, sleeping in a cave all day, you have no friends 
and you decide, hey, man, I want to start a new cryptocurrency. It's a totally revolutionary thing in NFTs. It's going to be nuts. Did you hear about that guy who sold his uh, the NFT for, uh, what was it, $65 million, Beeple? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let me tell you something about that guy. It was his network. It was his network. There's a lot of guys who have NFTs, a lot, everybody and their mother is selling NFTs and crypto this and crypto that, but his sold for 65 million. Well, people go, oh, well, he was just this artist. He's doing it for a long time. Nope. Must've known somebody at Sotheby's. He found somebody at Sotheby's through somebody that he knew. And then Sotheby's knew lots of people and he must've known other artists, right? So in the example of Basquiat, he went out there and hustled until he built that network. So the fastest path to doing that is going to work for somebody who's already done it, assuming you have you have nothing. And then building up from there. I talk about the three things my friend Wayne, uh, friend and, and business mentor, uh, often teaches us. And that's that you need three things. You need knowledge, courage, and action. Why? Because you need knowledge in order to gain courage and confidence. So you can buy knowledge, borrow knowledge, uh, create knowledge, steal knowledge. There's lots of different ways to get knowledge. Once you have that knowledge, it's like, you know, we're jumping out of a plane. Toby, right now, me and you, I'm coming over to your house. We're going to jump out of a plane. How do you feel about that? Um, I have so many questions. Why? <laughs> but do you feel confident jumping out of a plane right now? Uh, no, I'm not prepared for that. <laughs> not prepared. You don't have the knowledge. Now, if me and you had spent a month, you'd come out here, you'd been on my yacht, you hung out with me and, you know, with Miguel, who's one of the top uh, skydiving instructors in the entire country. You spent a month learning about all the intricacies and how to pull the chute and everything. And then we're going up on this private plane and then we're all going to be jumping with the top people in the world. How would you feel about it then? I'll feel confident about it then. Confident, right? You have courage. Mm. So it's the knowledge that gave you the courage. And then all you have to do, buddy, is jump. Mm. Action. Knowledge, courage, action. KCA. Mm. We talk, I talk about it in my course. I talk about it in my book. But that's what we teach. So once you have that system in place, again, you go back to foundation. Everything we do is foundational building. Right? And by the way, Toby, money, and I've said this often, is a side effect. There's nobody I know who's chasing a million dollars who gets a million dollars at the end of the day. I know people who are chasing um, excellence. And the people who chase excellence, you say, you know what? I'm going to go out there, start an Amazon business. I'm going to sell great products and I'm going to do it better than anybody else. And you do that and the money comes as a side effect. Yeah. The second quickest way to make money. Mm. Not focusing on the money, but focusing on what's we... Um excellence for example focusing on quality for example we make you make don't chase money to excellent right mm. money comes when you built the foundation that's a key word for me build the foundation then money comes so you know apart from you know apart from knowledge courage and action um what other business techniques do you make use of personally and that differs from the conventional you know way of doing things or conventional wisdom that we learn from school or from economists or you know from business classes that we attend? So, I, you know, look, Toby, I've never been much for convention. It's never been my thing. Mm. I think that 
people who succeed, all the people who succeed, and it's really interesting that you brought this up, are all on the fringe, every single one of them. Elon Musk is sleeping on the factory floors, building flame flamethrowers, you know, like Jeff Bezos built all the furniture in his office out of broken doors and cinder blocks. These are not normal people. These are not people who've followed convention. If you do conventional things, you'll get conventional results. So I often tell people this. Don't just think outside the box. Crush the effing box. You need to think in a different way. And there's lots of different ways to gather that knowledge that you need. That knowledge which will bring you the courage, allowing you to take the action. Times are moving fast. Things are moving fast. Boom, boom, boom. Everything is changing. You think you know how to do something. 5,000 other people are doing that. Have you ever had an idea and then looked at it on the internet and you find out to your uh, dismay that hundreds of other people have also thought of that same idea? Yes, of course. <laughs> Plenty yeah. of ideas. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's thinking outside the box. It's, it's not enough to think outside the box. You got to crush the box. Crush the box. Yeah, I'm just saying that for the first time, actually. Crush the box. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to take, a, take that along with me. I'm going to no, no longer, I'm not going to think, I'm not going to think um, out of the box, but crush the box. So um, tell, me, tell, me about, tell me about the accelerated intelligence. You are the CEO and the chairman of this company. Is it connected with the um, Amazon Mastery um, program that you provide? Is it also connected with the um, I Can Grow podcast or it's a standalone um, um, business that you have? Yeah, Accelerated Intelligence is a company that we have right now that sells products on Amazon. I have dozens of companies selling multiple brands on there. We represent Fortune 50, Fortune 500 companies. As far as an agency goes, people bring me their products to sell on Amazon. That's one of the ways we got started with the Amazon Mastery course, actually, is that, you know, we started on, on Amazon early in 2008, 2009 selling. And then all these friends that I have who work in the companies are like, dude, we have no idea how to do this Amazon thing. Can you come show us how to do it? We'll pay you. I said, I don't know how to charge for that stuff. And they said, well, you know, start an agency. So we did. We started an agency. We've got clients from all sectors of business. And we take the products, you know, with a specialty in health and wellness, which has always been my focus. And we help accelerate them on the Amazon platform. Now, we also have a number of our own products, hundreds of our own products that we also manufacture and sell, which is one of the things that distinguishes us from a lot of these other gurus or people that, you know, teach people how to sell on Amazon Mm -hmm. is that we actually do this every day. That is my main source of revenue. My main source of revenue is not teaching people how to do it. My main source of revenue is doing it. Write things down, keep a journal. And what you want to do is you want to go back to foundational thinking. It really all comes back to that, Toby. It all comes back to don't chase trends, don't like worry about, oh my God, this thing is so hot. Everyone's selling fidget spinners. I have to get on it or I'm going to, you know, I'll have FOMO, you know? You don't want to have FOMO. We're not about that. We're about long-term building out these plans. And, you know, the goal is, you know, you start a company, like you could start an Amazon company, then you branch out, you do eBay, Walmart, Wish, Etsy. You know, you can apply any of the algorithms that we teach to any of these platforms. Yeah. And then, you know, in two years, three years, you have a company that's worth, you know, a million, two million bucks. 
and you grow it out, you build it out, you know, if you do your thing right, there's no guarantee, of course, with any of this stuff. And then you build it out and then, you know, in five, 10 years time, you could have a company that's worth 10, $20 million, nice retirement, right? And then you exit and you decide what you want to do next. Do you want to, do you want to keep it and use the cash flow as a lifestyle business, you know, reinvest that into real estate, reinvest it into the market, or do you want to sell it and go traveling with your family like I do? We travel all over the world, or at least we did pre-COVID. I think things are opening up again here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's what we do. And the beauty of selling online and e-commerce and all these things and not chasing trends and not following trends and just doing what we do, what our proven systems, is that you can be anywhere in the world and still be making money. Mm. And it's awesome. We were in Italy on the coast you know, going to beautiful dinners of like gorgeous seafood and pasta. And in the day we'd be on the boat and I had my phone and, you know, just checking our sales. Okay, that's good. Turn the phone off and then enjoy the time with my family. And that's ultimately what we want to do, right? So we talk about success. What does success mean to you, Toby? Success to me means, you know, um, impacting other people's life and also having um, financial freedom at the same time. Like also being, an, being a positive impact to people's life and also being free from every kind of burden in terms of finance, and also being having, having the possibility to, to help other people without thinking about it twice. Like, if, you, um, if someone needs um, help financially, being able to be there for that person without having to you know, um, think twice about it or without having to um, look for the resources, but being the resource, the resource itself, actually, being the answer to people's problems. Yeah, that's success to me. So what I'm hearing from you is that success to you means freedom. Mm, mm. Success to you means the freedom not to have to make excuses, to be able to be where you want, doing what you want, with who you want. Yeah. If you want to give your parents 10 grand to uh, help uh, you know, improve their house in Nigeria, you can do that. If you want to get on a plane and be in Paris tomorrow morning and go to a dinner with your friends, you can do that. Yeah. If you want to start another great business, you can do that. You don't have to answer to anybody and your time is your own. Mm -hmm. That's what it sounds like to me that you want to do. So what you're seeking isn't really financial wealth necessarily. What you're seeking is freedom. Of course. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. And that freedom comes with foundational thinking, what we've been talking about, where you think to yourself, okay, so now I'm going to build these foundations and you're doing it, bud. you know, you've got a very good job that you're doing. It sounds like you're diversified. Now you're doing some things in entertainment. You're doing your podcast. Yeah. So you have a lot going on. You know, what I'd like to see you do is to also start an e-commerce business, start an Amazon business yeah. where you have that form of revenue coming in and then also start thinking about investing in some real estate, mm. maybe in Germany, maybe in the US, maybe in, uh, in Nigeria. Yes, yes. I'm going to look into that. And anyone that's also um, listening to this could also get across to you to get the coaching also, uh, like I'm going to do also myself, like get across to you, um, get across to you to get the coaching on how to start an e- um, a successful e-commerce business and also um, get some tips on how to, you know, yeah, make multiple streams of income or passive income, actually. Yeah. So uh, 
you know, in order to in order to be able to manage all of this at the beginning, you know, to lay a very good foundation, I believe that one's daily routine is very important. So can you tell me like five things that you do every day that helps you to, you know, achieve your daily goals or your um, productivity? Yeah. So I wake up in the morning very early, usually around 536. Mm-hmm. And I go to the mountains and I do usually between 27 and 30 miles on trails where I ride my bike. There's something about that that gives me a certain level of freedom. And while I'm doing that, I usually listen to an audiobook or a podcast. So I'm taking that time for myself, but I also am filling my subconscious and my conscious mind with really great information. I have a whole system for reading books where I could teach it to anybody where you can improve the amount of information that you retain by 75%, which I really feel it's about retention of information, not about like, I've read a thousand books, you know, who cares if you've read a thousand books, I've read one book a thousand times, I've got all that information from that one book. Um, So that's the first thing that I do. Then usually I come home, I, I do intermittent fasting. So I don't eat until usually in the afternoon, like right now, I haven't had any food, I probably will not eat until roughly around lunchtime. And I will do my meditation, I do the super cool thing, um, with the Oculus headset. Um, are you familiar with VR at all? Yes. Yeah. 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 So I use the Oculus uh, Quest, the two, mm-hmm. and I use this app called Trip, which is unbelievable meditation app. Mm-hmm. I've spoken to the founders. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And that helps me get into a flow state like that. It, mm-hmm. it is the quickest way to get into a flow state. I'm a lifelong meditator. You know, it's not something I brag about, but it's just, where I've been and how I live my life, I feel that it brings me some level of peace. I don't believe in group meditation. I don't believe in religious meditation. If you do that, you know, that's cool, but it's not my thing. I like Mm -hmm. to take time alone to just focus and be there. So I will usually do my meditation and breathing exercises, usually with VR, because I find that the VR headset allows me to get in that state in eight minutes If I had to do it on my own without it, it would roughly take me about 21 minutes to get in that uh, extreme flow state that um, uh, Csikszentmihalyi talks about. So um, I do that. And then, you know, I've got my kid. I've got a a son that um, he's now seven years old. So the greatest thing in the morning is I hang out with him and we do whatever he wants to do for a couple hours. So maybe he wants to play Legos. Maybe he wants to build something. He's really into building now. Sometimes he wants to play chess. We play chess. Sometimes he wants to research something on the internet. And sometimes he wants to work on his business. He's currently focused on building a Amazon business himself, which he's, which by the way, he's successfully launched, Mm -hmm. um, which all the money will go to charity. He's trying to save uh, these little animals called the pangolins. Um, since COVID have had a really rough time. So he's decided to launch a company and donate the profits of that, which we're very proud of him for. And then, you know, I start taking phone calls and start doing work roughly around there. You know, maybe after lunchtime, you know, I I would do a couple hours pre COVID. I would go into the office. Now, you know, we're doing it all virtually. And then, um, you know, usually in the early afternoon, I'll go to jujitsu 
train martial arts for a couple hours and then uh, go for a swim. I would go over to the biohacking lab. We have one here started by Dave Asprey. Have you heard of uh, Bulletproof and Bulletproof Executive, Bulletproof Labs, that kind of thing? Yeah, I've been in about it. Yeah. yeah. So he's got a whole center here in LA where I go and I get uh, my cryo freezes and I do all this. And while I'm there, I'm talking to people and I'm also on the phone. So I'm conducting business wherever I'm at. And then I come back and usually wrap up a couple hours worth of work and then spend the rest of the time with the family, you know, pick the kid up from school and the rest is dedicated to family and friends, which is really what this is all about. The most important thing. That's amazing. That's good. So um, just as a closing question, um, can you reflect back on, you know, you moving from Iran over to the, um, over to Germany, then later to, um, to Los Angeles, where you are right now to the U S and up to this moment in your life, what would you, what piece of advice would you give someone out there who is on a journey of, you know, becoming someone in life or becoming successful in business, in personal life or in any, you know, any area of life? What have you learned that you could pass across to that person? Or what would you say the person should do or not do in order to get to this state of success that you are right now? Riches are in the niches. Always start with foundational thinking. Don't try to get rich quick. Try to get excellent quick. It's mm. about chasing excellence, not about chasing wealth. Yes. Right? Not about chasing results. Chase excellence. Become better every day. Mm. Right? Become just a little bit better every day. Mm. And the three pillars, knowledge, courage, Perfect. action. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, Shannon. I hope we don't miss out on anything. If, if there's anything you love to still talk about, you, we could talk about it right now. Is it? No, that's it. Yeah, just anybody who wants to uh, find me, you know, just reach out to me. Email again, ai at xlrl.net. It might take me a few days, but I do respond to every single email personally. Mm. If you want to join us uh, for a free one-hour course, uh, go to FBA seller course and just click the link there, fill out the forms and we can also get on a 15 minute call. I'm happy to do that. And please check out my podcast, hack and grow rich everywhere where podcasts are found and also billion how I became king of the throw podcast. Wow. You made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye.